Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Tuesday. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. We're looking back at Monday. Uh, some people want to go to back, want to go back to church for some reason. Some people want to go back to school. A lot of people wanting to go back to things that I don't understand why they want to go back there. Um, and uh, people back to the polls uh, come September. Well, in fact, there was a poll result out yesterday. Uh, let's see who won and lost. Quite a remarkable result. Probably grinning like a Cheshire cat right now is the Finance Minister, Grant Robertson, who joins me now. Hello, Grant. Oh, good evening. Uh, don't know about that. Um, you know, these are these are poll results in a pretty extraordinary time, and you know, there's a long way to go for New Zealand as we get through the uh, through the, what is going to be some pretty tough times. And our focus is on making sure we we help New Zealanders through that. But would you take that as being a New Zealand vote on so far so good? You're okay. Oh, look, I, what I take it as is, is actually the, the team of five million who's done a great job. I think it's a reflection of the fact that as a country we have come together and done an amazing job getting through uh, this this crisis. As I say, there's a ways to go and, and, you know, the economic response, we've got to apply the same kind of unity and, and commitment that we've seen to get us through that. So I, I don't take it as anything other than that. Um, never take polls too much for granted. We've got to just get on and do our job. Did you read Matt Nippet's review of the process in the paper over the weekend? I didn't actually read it. Um, I, I, I saw one or two people refer to it and, and said it was a pretty thorough uh, look mm. through. I mean, obviously, I was there. <laughs> I was in the process. And um, it was, you know, these were extraordinary yeah. times and they were ones where decisions were needing to be made in real time. You know, not every single thing was right. You know, I think people will understand that when you're working at that pace. But it was a it was an extraordinary thing to be a part of. Well, he said it got it was fast and it was loose. It was unprecedented, and no one had a a, a plan. And we in the future should have a better uh, idea of the plan. And he got that. And he said you could tell uh, you know, from the spelling mistakes that occurred in all the reports and in all the legislation. Oh, this is the first I'm hearing about spelling mistakes. I mean, I can forgive a lot, but it's when when grammar and syntax goes out the window. That's chaos, and I won't stand for it. Pull your socks up. Anyway, uh, yeah, so poll talk from that moment on, really. What do you do if you're national? What do you do? What an unforgiving damn job. Politics is brutal. Because you work flat out for three years, 2.5, and your award is your mates dump you. Remember he drove around the country and someone leaked his expenses? And then there was Jamie Lee Ross came out, and I mean, has, I mean, would you want to go? Would you put the, your worst enemy through that? And he gets one Facebook post wrong, and everyone kind of says he's misread the misread the room. Marcus is only one poll that counts: the polling on election day, Jim. Although I think polls can be self fulfilling. If people feel they like a party, but they're not quite, people like to back a winner, so people will feel more open to express their like. For Labour, I think now that they see the back, that's what I've noticed in this line of work. What surprises me is that people don't seem to care so much about who the leader is or that Nationals in kind of a tough position. I thought there'd be more passion. Yeah, it's interesting that question of, you know, there's only one poll that counts and, you know, or is does the person who's polling well do well at the polls? Um, I, I just assumed that everybody voted the way their, their um, wife told them to. Is that what not, not what everybody does? But that's how it all works.
Now, a lot of people are wanting to go back to church, but the trouble is you can't have a lot of people at church at the moment. It reminded me when I worked at Club Med and you had to, as a staff member, go and sit with strangers and they were always disappointed to see you. But anyway, you don't go to a restaurant and hug everyone. You don't go to a bar, unless it's a different time of your life, and socialise with everyone at the bar. So going to a church, he was saying that it is so intrinsic for him that a church service is not just about the service, it's about the congregation. And it is for him about hugging and talking to his friends in that congregation afterwards. What I really also liked about what he said was that for them, their service this past Sunday, that they had been watching at home a live stream of their minister and that they appreciated for the first time that the minister and the band leader were together um, and not in separate places. So that was good. But also that he invited people over to his house, but not more than 10 to watch the service. And when you are reminded of the fact that we have had flare-ups in other countries at places of worship and that so many people in our congregations are over the age of 70. Can you imagine how awful it would be? And it would only take, say, one person who was connected to a cluster, and let's say one of our rest home clusters, one of those people who then went to a service, who then said, let's have a hug. And the person who they were going to hug was maybe in their mind reluctant, but you can't actually say no. It's very hard to say no to someone saying, let's have a hug, particularly if it's someone you like. And if that led to another outbreak, and if we had to go back to level three, how bad that would be if we had to go back to level four, how disastrous that would be for the economy. And the thing is, we may, we may get an announcement today saying that this has been loosened up and that next Sunday it's, it's hunky-dory or that it's the Sunday after. It's at most likely going to be just two more weeks. And I think a lot of the hyperbole from people like Simon Bridges with this has overlooked the fact that, yes, this is cautious, but to equate church going to going to the movies is really quite ridiculous. They're just so, so different. Although movies are a kind of a religion for a lot of people, uh, you can definitely say no to hugs, by the way. I, I have said no to many... Just turn the shoulder. You can't just go around hugging people willy-nilly. Uh, I wanted to actually hear more about uh, Tim's job at... Um, uh, what did he say? Club Med. That sounded pretty cool. Did he have to hug the guests? Is that what he was saying? Anyway, uh, so, yeah, not going back to church just at the moment, uh, but back to school, back to work. But I do feel that it was our duty to get on with it and observe the rules in as much as we could interpret them and as much as we understood them so that we could get back to a normal way of life. And we've done that faster than most other countries. And for that, I'm deeply grateful to my other teammates. You know, We were good, we did obey the rules, the majority of us did, and that's why we got the result we got. But level two feels good. It's lovely to see our colleagues back, nowhere near the full complement. They're staggering the return to work, but it's lovely to see the new faces and to see the, the office returning to some kind of normal. What's it been like for you? Are you open? Are you up? Are you doing business? All our coffee shops are open now. We're going to be the size of small hippos as we try and keep them all in business. Madly, <laughs> madly scoffing at the different coffee shops and buying muffins and sandwiches from all the different ones. I myself made it a personal mission to ensure that no vintner in New Zealand would go bust on my watch. So, 
Yeah, I know. We're going to have to be doing that for a bit to keep everyone in business. But how have you found it? If you're coming back to work today, if all of a sudden your house is empty and you're the only one there, with the kids gone, with partners back at work, how are you finding it? Is it all like a weird COVID dream? Or are you just absolutely thrilled to be back out there and back in business? Oh, I'm so looking forward to getting home today to an empty house. I've been dreaming about this day. It seems like forever. I can't even remember. Oh, glorious. My only issue is I'm expecting a um, courier delivery and I've got nobody there to accept it and they'll just leave it on the doorstep and it'll get stolen again, just like the old days. At least I had sort of a... A sort of a, an action team ready to open the front door and do contactless re- reception of goods. So I'm a bit worried about that. But yeah, I'll oh, bring on the silence, bring on the empty house, definitely. Um, we're going to uh, finish up actually, uh, yeah, because back to school, you see, and one of my kids didn't go back to school yesterday, but will today because she's so old. A New Zealand Herald story last week quoted experts who said thousands of Kiwis were experiencing heightened levels of anxiety at the thought of having to return to pre-lockdown normality. A registered clinical psychologist said the adjustment to level two could be stressful. She suggested giving yourself time to get up to speed. Structure and routine is of course important to feeling secure outside of our bubble. So maybe as we ease our kids back into normal, we need to show patience that it may take them a little bit longer and we need to put structure into their days to assist with life back in the outside world. We have the uniform laid out at home, ready to go. The school bag is packed and I know my daughter is desperate to see her friends again, but I also know early alarms, waiting for the bus on frosty mornings and hustling through the day, carting all your books around again, is going to be an adjustment. The Mental Health Foundation's chief executive told The Herald that heading back into daily life might actually send us all on a bit of a roller coaster. So it would pay for us to remember that advice for today for our kids and maybe to remind them that it's okay to take it slowly. And that advice goes for the teachers too, which while I'm at it, I'm sure I speak for many parents around the country today when I say a huge thank you to the teachers. I don't think we've ever appreciated you more. Yep, uh, double, triple, quadruple those sentiments. Um, Take my kid. Take her, please. Did I deliver that correctly? I think sort of did. Uh, I am Glenn ZB. I'll have another go at delivering things correctly for you tomorrow on tomorrow's News Talk ZB. That has been today's, and I will see you then.